Hi, my name is Connie Jacob, and I am excited you've tuned in to my Brave podcast, where I am all about igniting the brave in you. Not long ago, I decided to stop living small and realize that my story and your story has the power to shift culture. In this podcast, I'm calling out for the wild ones, the rebels who dare rise up to create something different in the world around us. Here, we dream from the dirt and talk real about what it really looks like to rise up to who you are called to be and embrace the influence that you were meant to have. Whether you're on your commute, walking, or sitting cozy with a coffee, buckle up, my friend, because you're about to find your brave. Hey everyone, I'm so glad that you've tuned in to the Brave Podcast. You know, last week I said this was going to be a three-part podcast where we're talking about speaking, but you know what? We're going to carry it on for one more week because I got the best question from one of my favorite listeners. You're all my favorite listeners, but this particular lady here sent me in such a great question and I answered her, but I thought, you know, I bet you there's a lot of you out there who ask the same things. And so this podcast episode is brought to you by the questions that she brought up that might be yours as well. So the question that she asked me was, how do you narrow down what your three-minute story is? Now, for those of you who are new, um, in my Brave Speakers Masterclass, I talk about narrowing down your message to three minutes. Why? Well, we live in a world where people don't have much time and their attention is being driven everywhere. And if you can't catch someone actually in the first 30 seconds, then don't bother saying anything at all because people will not keep up. They will not stick around. And so having a story that you could share in a minute 30, which would even be more ideal, but three minutes, like how do you take your whole life experience and narrow it down into three minutes. Well, I like to talk about pivotal moments. Every single one of us has had pivotal moments in our lives that has shaped us, formed us, allowed us to be who we are today. Those are the stories that are going to impact people the most because this is now who you are. Remember, one of my foundations of everything I do is based on who are you. When you know who you are, you are firmly planted and rooted. That is so important. And so your pivotal moments become this key of your life passing on to someone else. Like I've said many times, People don't care about your three-step strategy until they know what your journey has been, what your story has been. People don't care how much you know. They want to know what you've lived. Have you lived through the grit and the dirt of life with them? They need to know that you've been where they are. So what are those pivotal moments? Well, I've had a couple. And everyone will have a couple of stories. It's not like your whole life is narrowed down into three minutes. No, I have a couple of stories. I have the story when I was let go from my job and my dad passed away at all within the same time frame. This this was quite shaky for me. There's a pivotal moment. That was when I was 30. Then I had the pivotal moment when our family went through a mental health crisis with our son. That was another pivotal moment. 
I had another pivotal moment when I was 22 years old, um, 22 big girl going to my first hip hop class and being told that I am courageous. That was a pivotal moment. These are stories that I have chosen to take and narrow down into three minutes with an impacting message for somebody else who's living them right now presently. So that's what I would encourage you to do. Think about what are your pivotal moments, write them down and then brainstorm. What did that look like? And what are the details in which I say nobody cares about? You know, like nobody really cares about um, the, the little small things like what I was wearing the day I showed up to that hip hop class. Nobody cares. But what they care about is how I felt because what they identify with is emotion. When you can think about the emotion that you felt in those moments, people may not necessarily identify with the exact situation, but they know the feeling of shame. They know the feeling of embarrassment or humiliation or fear or anxiety. These they relate with. And so we want to think about how we convey how we felt. Now, another question she said, you know, what is your process? How do you decide which story you commonly share? Well, you know, as I always say, the audience is the hero. It's not about me showing up on social media, on this podcast, on a stage, sharing what I want to share, and now everyone gets to listen. That is the biggest mistake speakers make. In fact, a lot of people choose to be a speaker because they want to be heard. They want their story to be told. And yet the audience more than ever needs to be listened to first. And so I share my story based on which story would the audience need? Where are they? What are they feeling? What opportunity do I want them to rise towards? That's how I determine. And you know, a lot of people would think that maybe my story of Connie Chunk being a young girl, being the big girl, and then at 22 going to that hip hop class, that would only be reserved for young girls. But let me tell you, I have shared that story with women, looking them in the eyes um, with their self-limiting beliefs and saying, that woman who called me courageous spoke something different and I chose to believe it. What do you need to believe that's different than what you're believing right now? You see, you can also turn your pivotal moments to reach the audience that you're speaking to. So it doesn't have to be age appropriate. You just have to think, who are these people and what are they struggling with? Because when we come to speak, whether I'm speaking on this podcast or whether we're on Instagram, no matter where we are, we are serving people. To speak is not just to be heard. To speak is to serve. In fact, right now, I count it a great pleasure to come on here on my microphone to serve you for 15, 20 minutes to get you to where I feel you need to be, which is free, liberated, and brave. That is what I desire for you. And so I'm going to tell you every story I can think of that I've been through in order to show you that it is possible to live that way. Now, I don't ever recommend sharing things that you haven't been through. I don't rec I, I personally don't share anything. Like if I haven't felt it, I'm not sharing it. If I haven't been through it, I'm not sharing it. Because then it's not authentically real. 
And then I, I'm not reaching the audience that I was meant to speak to. Now, have I shaken in my boots? Yes. Have I been frustrated with what story to tell and how to tell it? And have I had horrible speaking engagements? Have I doubted myself? Absolutely. I can identify with all of those things. If you are somebody who has a message to share and you are literally shaking, you're in the corner wondering, who do I think I am? I've been there. I have been there. And to this day, there are days I'm still there. What makes me pull out my microphone and set up this podcast in order to get the message out? Well, it takes bravery. There's some days I think, oh, does anyone really need to hear this? And then I get messages. I get messages from you saying, thank you. I needed to hear that. You gave me courage to take a baby step today towards what I know I'm supposed to do in my heart. And honestly, I mean, that just does it for me. Because when I show up, you can rise up. And guess what? It's the same thing. When you show up, others can rise up. But if we don't show up, how are they supposed to rise up? So I love this next question. Um, how? <laughs> I love this so much. Um, I've, I've heard you speak publicly, she says. I've heard you speak physically in a, in a physical room. And some of the stories that you shared with us in that room, you didn't, you haven't shared online. Now, this is a great question. She's like, I'm wondering why. Well, here's the thing. There are some things that honestly, if you post them on social media, if you post things that you're worried about. Now, let me, I just want to make it really clear. I don't have any skeletons in my closet. I don't have any hidden things in my life. But you know, there are some journeys that I've had in my life that if you just read it on social media, if you just saw it written there on Facebook, well, without being able to engage with me or hear the whole story or even hear it verbally, you know, you could make a lot of assumptions and that's dangerous. So there are some stories that can be shared on social media that, that don't uh, hinder the message, but there are some things I highly recommend you determine what should be shared on a public forum like Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and what should be reserved for if you have a live physical audience because there is so much at play when we post things online. First of all, unless it's a podcast, unless it's a video, you can't see tone, you can't see the face. Um, there isn't time to clarify. There isn't, the story can't be elaborated. You don't have 30 minutes of a, an engaged audience that's right there to, to walk them through the story. And so there's some things that you may have been through in your life that if you shared on social, you're actually going to confuse people, scare people. Um, I love what Brene calls it. She, Brene Brown, she calls it floodlighting. Like people, like you can just imagine their eyes. It looks like a car is coming towards them in, in the dark and their eyes are just like, you know, bing, like, like a deer in headlights. And that's how we feel when people overshare on social. It isn't because we don't want to support them. It's just it takes us off guard. It makes us wonder. It, it causes confusion. And again, if we are about our audience, we also want to think, 
what is the best way to share this story? What is the best platform to share this story um, that will really get to where they are? Your job as a speaker, as a communicator, is to break down the barriers between your voice and the audience. Now, some of you, when I said that, you disqualified yourself. I said, if you're a speaker or a communicator, and there were some of you in that moment that said, "Mm, well, that's not me. I'm not a speaker. I'm not a communicator. She's not talking to me. If you ever open your mouth to share a story to anybody, including your children, your partner, a best friend, yes, you are a speaker. You are a communicator. It's, it's not about how many people you speak to. So yes, you are a speaker. And so if you ever choose to share your story to benefit somebody else, you have to think, what is the best way to get this message to them in a way that they will understand, in a way that they will receive it. And you need to break down the barriers. So that does mean being wise about what you share, how much you share, and where you share it. I hold nothing back when I speak in person because I'm physically there. And again, It's that interpersonal neurobiology, the mirror neurons in our minds can connect. We can read uh, nonverbals in person so much better than even on a Zoom. And so I can share very deeply in person because the nonverbals are there. The connection is there. But it's taken away as soon as you do it online. So all I'm saying is... Don't live in fear, don't live in doubt, but be wise. If you think about how do I get this across so the audience will understand, you can never go wrong. If you keep the audience as the hero, if you keep the idea of serving your audience the best you can, you can never go wrong. As soon as we make it about us, we go wrong. How much to share? What do I say? What if I said that the wrong way? What if people take it the wrong way? Well, we've turned the tables back onto us. And that is where we're no longer serving. We are now the spotlight. Keep the audience as the spotlight. Think about it. Think, of, think it through well. Think about what is, what is the way that they will understand this best. And you cannot go wrong. And when you do, and you will... Um, You know, we all make mistakes and we all realize that we're learning about our audiences. So let's say you post something. Let's say you post a video. Let's say you say something on Facebook and there isn't a great response or there is no response or there's crickets. Well, you know what you do? You learn from it and you don't let it hold you back. Um, There have been numerous times that I've learned more about the audience that is listening to me through not responding, through um, opposition almost, through not uh, asking for clarification after I've posted something. I learn about my audience through these things. So many of us are tied up and bound in perfectionism that we don't post anything because we think any form of feedback, any form of not Um, having any response at all means that we've done something wrong. And that is so crippling 
and wrong and right. It's not even correct. It's off the charts. Just like don't even think it because that is not what's going on. But we learn. Uh, It's kind of like you learn how to speak to your spouse. You learn what works with them and what doesn't. You learn their love language. You learn how to communicate in a way that they respond. It's the same thing with an audience. And we have to be willing to listen to crickets. We have to be willing to listen to feedback in order to find that voice. So my friends, I hope that's helpful. I hope that you will uh, continue to get your message out there because what you are carrying, your story itself can shift culture. That is no small thing. And when you show up, others can rise up. All the rebels in the world stand up. If you're a rebel on the blind, you don't care with mind, hands up. They can't stop us or hold us back. We that new revolution, I told them that. If you win it, we ignite the path. All the rebels in the world stand up.